hamster with a blunt penknife and do it quicker. Welcome back to a hamster with a blunt penknife, a Doctor Who commentaries podcast. Pete Lambert. Um, I am here today with two of the finest gentlemen that I know, Mr. Fraser Gregory and Mr. Simon Hart. Hello. 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 Um, I'd like to talk to you gentlemen about padding. And that's not the padding around people's waist. But, uh, you know, gratuitous material in Doctor Who stories. Uh, Why am I asking that in Planet of Spiders episode two, I hear you ask? (laughs) It's just a coincidence, isn't it? It must be. Is this the ultimate example of padding in Doctor Who? Or can you think of a a more gratuitous example than this? Sigh. Um, No, Aaron. It's, It's... Indulging your star who is leaving the show. And even Barry Lett says in the commentary that, um, yeah, you get to the end and think, well, why didn't he just do that at at the start of this chase? But actually, actually, I never noticed. No, because you get swept up. You know, it's it is what it is to coin that horrible i really hate that phrase i don't know why i've said that i don't like that phrase um but it's it's all right you know it's for for this story it's allowed Fraser, um it's the mother of all padding isn't it it's the mother of all padding it's the mother of all chasings and that is exactly what we want in this story Going back to what I said in episode one, this is everything you want from a Pertwee story, you know, on drugs. <laughs> it's Bessie so have and the Hoomobile and a helicopter and a speedboat and a hovercraft <laughs> and just, a police car. Not just a hovercraft, it's a hovercraft going over a tramp. Exactly. Because this is what you want. From the Pertwee era, this is what you come to expect. So this is when you are celebrating this era, you do this. You have a chase in there, but you don't just have any chase. You have the biggest chase you can possibly think of. And if it's padding, so be it. But my word, this episode is glorious because we have a chase. Turned off to the right, Brigadier. In C, and it's got Stuart Fell. It's got Pat Gorman. It's got. Fucking everything. Chubby O's. <laughs> They've chubby got oats. chubby bloody O's. I know. <laughs> well, my second question was going to be, why is it so enjoyable, given that the plot doesn't move on at all? But um, I think uh, Mark Gatiss says it best. He says a lot of very clever things about it in the mm-hmm. documentary, in that there's no sort of narrative to the chase. It's not like, you know, you have to, in order to get to the next piece of equipment in the chase that they have to go through anything it's like a relay race right there we've got across the sea oh it just happens to be that that handy car just waiting there you know it's almost like a relay race of vehicles but fuck me i mean have we ever had this much location work in in an episode before this i mean probably if you look again at something like ambassadors of death where they have that giant um you know ambush of the the low loader with the yeah. space capsule mm-hmm. on and all the sea devils. Yeah. But all yeah. of those, I think all of those set pieces do have 
sort of plot functions. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, this well, is yeah, just... we've not done it just because we've queued up all this stuff that Pertwee's seen while he's been out and about and said, Oh, I'd love to get this in the show. I'd love to get this in the show. You know, yes. and and so well, of course they do. They they're giving it to their leading man. It's his prize. There's a glorious um thing on YouTube, a video of John Pertwee to it's Babel Colour to I Need a Hero by Bonnie Tyler, right? Mm-hmm. And it's all the scenes of him, you know, doing his James Bond throughout the era. And about 10 minutes of this episode's in there because it's all in here, isn't that, it? I mean, that it, that was that sequence, wasn't it? In more than 30 years in the TARDIS, wasn't it? With all yeah. of these sort of Pertwee bits with the with the James Bond theme, Doctor Who theme mashup going on at the same time. That... He's turned off to the right, Brigadier. Right, Brigadier. <laughs> yes, we, we all remember that line because of that montage. <laughs> But the thing is, well, I said in the last episode that I think Barry Letts' direction is strongest when he's sort of focusing on the actors. Actually, I think his film work in this is really, really strong. Yeah, there's some very interesting shots. So sort of particularly when they're on the on the on the river shore before the boat chase. Yeah. And there's some some really nicely lined up shots of the the um the location. So yeah, it's it's interesting. It's good. Yeah. Well, are you gentlemen prepared to watch this chase in action then? Yep. You we've might not got... get much commentary out of us because I'm just going to be watching it. But yeah, let's do okay. it. Okay. <laughs> we've got 20 well, we minutes of adrenaline ahead of us. ourselves while we go round and rounds and. <laughs> I'm just going to be doing the greatest the hits. Yeah. <laughs> Especially that Homerville. My God. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody count us in then. Go on. I'll count you in this one. In five, four, three, two. One fly. <laughs> concentrate, concentrate. <laughs> I think there's a couple of scenes towards the beginning of the episode, isn't there? Before we get into the chase in unit. Yeah, because um, the Doctor and Sarah Jane finally meet. Yes, right. Yeah. Okay. This doesn't she say to him? You never listen to what I'm saying. Yeah, and there's that lovely scene where she's she's sort of talking about. So if the giant spiders on Metabolis Freer. Metabolis. Metabolis. <laughs> Sigh. There aren't any giant spiders on Metabolis Free. Or at least there weren't. <laughs> <laughs> do you think do you think this, this story would have worked better on Mars? No, uh, I, think I think it would have because... been as inadequately realized. <laughs> <laughs> I think because Me- Metabolis even I was gonna do it then. Metabolis. <laughs> because Metabolis Free Metabolis. was so much a part of two seasons of Doctor Who and it had lots of mentions and things like that. I think it is it it feels kind of right that they they go back. Yeah, but come on, Ziggy Pertwee and the spiders from Mars. <laughs> <laughs> now yeah. this is one of the most brilliant decisions of this story to give the spiders female guitar. voices. Yeah, that's a great choice. <laughs> it means you get to bring in these fabulous actresses, don't you? Maureen Morris yes. and uh, Kismet Delgado. Oh, yeah, that's just and that's a lovely and your Sand Churchman as well. I think the fact that they can leap those great heights and land on people's yeah. back was a savvy move. Mm-hmm. I think. You know, we've talked, or oh, certainly I have, um, this is the greatest hits of Pertwee, and, and there is just that one thing missing, isn't there? And that is the master. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And um, it would have been the the, the final master. game. Yeah, it would have been the showdown between them all, them both. But I wonder if if that would have changed Doctor Who if they'd done that and they'd actually killed the master off. I don't think anyone would have brought the master back. I think he might have stayed as a Pertwee era only thing. Possible, I think. Probably not. I mean, they kill him off a lot in the eighties. Yeah, but they weren't doing that. Oh my God, at this you point. killed Ainley, you bastard! Um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm not necessarily sure that killing off killing off the master would have been, you know, to be on an end all because certainly, yeah, people are keen to bring him back. I think if they'd went ahead with the plan to make the master the Doctor's brother, that might have been a bit more impactful. mm Hmm. Because we all know how how fans love you know continuity bombs like that. Can you imagine <laughs> the show though, without you know Beavers and and Ainley and Gomez and Sim and Dewan and it would be so and I'm on you, Castellan. I'm not as firm as I look. And Pratt, all right. <laughs> <laughs> World without Eric Roberts dressing for the occasion. Oh, yes, the best thing exactly. about. Mm-hmm. It would be a sorry place. <laughs> but the question I was going to ask is: is how much do you think Lupton fills the role of the master in this story? I think I really interesting villain. I think, I think he's more interesting than the master is. Yeah, or I would absolutely agree. I think the the motivation of Lupton because he's a middle manager who's been passed over for for promotion is so down to earth and prosaic and all of that happens because he's an angry man at his lot in life it i makes think that's him far very more fascinating scary. Than... yeah doesn't i always feel like he's just on the verge of snapping of punching someone of you mm. know and i've kind of i've known men like this i've certainly known middle managers that you know have been passed over for promotion and i've been super angry about it um, I'm not talking about me there. And he's there to get in touch with his feelings. Yeah. In a way that, that men in the 1970s didn't. And well, he's not. That's the thing. I mean, no, I everyone no. else and is there. That's dude. it. He's not not doing any of the stuff, really. He's, he's like, there I didn't for come power. here for that. I came here for power. Mm-hmm. But there is a, an aggression to his performance. Like where um, Delgado is all charm, you know. Yeah, I really feel like he's underlying. Yeah. And that's it. He's not a man you'd want to get on the wrong side of at all. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, like he's quite violent as well, isn't he? At yeah. times. And yeah. Barry Lett said again in the commentary, he said there was a lot of John Durf in that character where he was a man who'd been passed over for something that that made him bitter and angry, and there was always that element to him as well. Oh, he got a role in a film, didn't he? A big that's film. Right. And he looked like what, James Mason. Yeah, and some and the direct um, the director cast him, and the producer said, "No, we're not having him." And so he was quite a bitter man. He never time. never recovered from it. So, oh, it's so different from his performance as boss as well, isn't yes, it? Yes, which is playful and fun, and but again, a great voice. But what I like about it is, it isn't like the clash of the equals. It is in no way the Doctor's equal, like the Master is. No. But the spiders give him that power. Yeah. 
And then a bit like like you said, the bit on the banks of the river in a minute where that fella's just there with his boat and he comes along and and, and just shoves him. him. Yeah. yeah. I think he's great. And and how they sort of prey on his lust for for power and, and just mm-hmm. or just to feel important, you know. He's a bit pathetic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that makes him most like the master from my book is it's that classic, you know, he throws his lot in with an alien power which then double crosses him. Mm-hmm. Oh, but then you get that brilliant scene where he double backs and starts torturing the spider. He, he does, but after that, he's very much just like, yeah, oh, I'm now just under the two leg and, you know, I'm just going to be like fodder for the for the spiders. As the story goes on, he kind of peters out. And it, I think all that's missing yeah. is... He's not needed bit... to drive the plot anymore, is he? No. All that's, all that's missing is the bit where he actually needs to team up with the Doctor to save his own horse, which would be classic season eight. Is he killed in the? I can't even remember. Yeah, yeah, he's killed at the end. The spiders kill him. Sorry, the eight legs. I wanted to say as well, you know, in the beginning of this episode when the spider appeared, does any companion do fear better than Elizabeth Slater? No, not that sort of wide-eyed uh, uh-huh. fear that she does. Well, that's what she auditioned for, though, wasn't it? Classic tale that you know that they wanted her to be. What was it? What was her audition? Was it brave and brave and scared at the same time with Stephen Fawn? Oh, it was Katie Mann in that hat. I imagine the 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 oh the hat stands. stands. Yeah, yes, that's right. Yeah, turning into a snake or something. Yeah. yeah, and that's what one of the parts that she was able to play. You know, brave and and terrified at the same time. I like the fact that the story of um, Barry Letts calling in John Pertwee after he's already decided, like, yeah, this lady's good. And John Pertwee walks behind Barry Letts and gives the thumbs up, like, yes, <laughs> let's have a... So he cast his shadow, I think, John Pertwee. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah, well, we've had a whole Sarah Jane that was, was sacked because she didn't get on with John Pertwee, so... Was any of that filmed? I never know quite how far it got. I'd be so interested. Must have got somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, see, look, there. Look, second there together. They're brilliant. Yeah. Together. She's in her second costume of the story, <laughs> and he's going, "Oh, sympathetic resonance." Yes. I am paying attention. Tommy went down the cellar, and mm-hmm. do you remember that's that? Probably analogous to the laser the dinosaurs, where he's trying to get on with making his dinosaur machine, oh. mm-hmm. and then she, everyone comes in, and he's like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah, and this is well. This is very like that scene where she's been investigating the the people in, who who've invented time travel, and and the doctor said, "Oh, well, there's also this guy, but no, he hasn't been born yet." And yeah, I think they're great. Remember, he monster repellent where he grabs her ear and goes, "In you go." You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at her hat. Does she look cute? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> hooray! It's Pat Gorman. <laughs> Sam the Pat Gorman Claxon. Now listen to me, Fraser. I want to hear the story from the very beginning. Come on. Oh, here we go. The chase begins here. Oh, Bessie. They've given given Pat Gorman lines. They have. And a close-up. Excuse me. In the words of Peter Miles, Pat Gorman is not an actor, sir. (laughs) (laughs) It is just that sort of of end-of-term feeling of give everyone a go and 
But I do love the feeling that unit is now just the brigadier, Sergeant Benton, and Pat Gorman to polish all the cars, <laughs> and that's it. There is no one else around. But I do like. I think there's an end of turn oh, feel with well, we my monster as well, and yeah, we there's a very different feel to this from the time yeah. monster. What did we, we miss, Fraser? We missed the mention of the, the doctors. Emerald. Yeah. Of what? Medical officer when the doctor was in the trance until Benson woke him up. The brig was on the phone to the MO. A chap called Sullivan. Never heard no, of him. I don't think he's going to be very important. No. No. We also that... missed a mention of the doctor's old teacher. Yes. Oh. Who he's seen in the crystal. All these things are going to be coming along soon, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, this is lovely. Uh, this this scene is is wonderful. It's just so intimate with the two of them crouched down looking at the crystal. It's it's really lovely. And they're basically doing that thing we do in TV now. It's like, oh, you didn't watch that story. Right, well, we're going to catch yeah. you up on what happened in the uh-huh. <laughs> There aren't any giant spiders on Metabolis 3. Mm-hmm. Metabolis. <laughs> oh, gosh, look how cheap that corridor looks. Oh, it's dreadful. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a dreadful flat, isn't it? Yeah. It serves its function, though. Mm-hmm. Paul Benton. Well, he's always getting knocked oh, out, isn't he? Well, it's what you want to see. That's your great, though. Family. Look at them talking with him coming in in the background. Yeah, and just in the background and looking through the window. And there's some more good Duddy Simpson music here as he's sort of creeping yeah. in. Who's playing the Queen Spider here? The Queen Spider, I think, is... Kismet this, Delgado. Is this the Queen Spider, though? Yes. No. Is it? Or is it? The queen. No, because the Queen possesses Sarah, doesn't she? And yeah. she is on the... The Queen's still on Metabolus 3, and the Brit Box is trying to tell me this is the Queen That's Spider. That's what I was yes. going to say. I've it's got the subtitles the on. Yes, I've got the yeah. same, and it's not the Queen. The it's Queen the is queen. the one who possesses Sarah. This yep. is the other one. This is the other one that wants to... The rival the of the Queen. queen. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at Pertwee lounging in his chair there. Oh, I love that. <laughs> this, is, uh-huh. this is the... Oh, the he's Benton again. <laughs> he's got thumped again. He'll be up. He'll be fine. Come on. I made a thankless role for him. That's it then. That's enough plot for one episode. That's what it. should we do now? <laughs> I think we should go running around now, you know? I've just got a gyrocopter <laughs> out here for me. I've got the Hoomobile for you, Sai. Right, oh, fine, I, I'll take Fraser, that. You're going in hovercrafts. Well, here comes Dead Eye Lethbridge Stewart. <laughs> Shot like a stormtrooper. Blasting away as usual. Yeah. You know that sort of comment that Lethbridge Stewart got a bit dense as the Pertwee era went on? I do think they started to turn a corner with the Green Death and with Invasion of the Dinosaurs yes. as well. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think they, they, were tr- they were trying to sort of characterise him a bit smart again, or smarter. Yep. The Nadir is the three doctors, I think, where he yeah, just he's not. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's an idiot. Look at that car. Look, Look at Pertwee. Look at that car. Pertwee <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> standing up as I zoom in. Uh-huh. Bessie. That's his car. says, every time I drove Bessie when it wasn't driven by Pertwee, every... Pertwee was telling them off for not driving it right. <laughs> there was a slight look of fear on his face there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Courtney was behind the wheel. I love that um, Benton's driving Bessie until the Briggs like, move over, Benton, I'll drive. Yep. Why? <laughs> look at that day. Doesn't it look dreary? It does. I think this has been a shot on different days because the weather's changing from scene to scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's look, really look, odd to see, in, see Bessie in... with her hood up. 
three different vehicles already in about two yeah. minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Look at him with that helicopter. <laughs> Clearly, John Pertwee in that helicopter. I don't Absolutely. Know what you These are fabulous shots, though, from another car's point of view of Bessie going uh, down those country roads. Yes. Yep. That's great direction. They're clearly not driving there, though, are <laughs> they? <Brigadier laughs> and Benton. I'm not sure Pertwee's off the ground either. No, but it's enough to convince you, and that's all you need. Was it um, Pat Troughton who was a Fury from the Deep where you know he was supposed to be shot in the helicopter? He was like, nope, nope, no. not going off the ground. Nope, <laughs> spin the wheel, spin it if you want, but you're not. Nope. Remember that? Have you guys seen the Avengers? Yeah. Do you remember that one where they're all in cars and they're going around doing Oh, yes, car? yeah, yeah. Dead Man's Treasure. I, I'm hearing that. I love that one. Comedy Is that got Iron Man in it? Does it? Or is it like Thor or Hulk? No, Fraser. No. Is he being clever? He's trying to be funny. Okay. It went down like a lead balloon, sorry. <laughs> One does not try to be as funny as me. Or, you know, you absolutely could speed some of this up and have the Benny Hill theme tune, couldn't you? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure that's been done. Oh, here goes Chubby Oats. Yep. Apparently, he has sort of a line in blue humour. I don't approve. <laughs> I'm glad that got a moment. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Even I'm not that dry. Can you imagine <laughs> someone going like taking their dog for a walk and seeing all this shit going on? <laughs> Fraser's there, you know, to walk in the dog to see the cows, and there's a hovercraft and the Hoomerville zooming mm-hmm. past. Oh dear. That that what's it called? A gyrocopter? Yep. Yep. It's very comical, isn't it? Turned off to the right, Brigadier. <laughs> Again, he's turned off to the right. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you been in any of these vehicles, guys? No. I've been in Bessie. Oh. Back in the been, day. The yeah, yeah, actual Bessie. Where is the Homerville now? The Homerville was actually out um, last weekend. Um, someone brought it down to an event. Did you go in it? No, no, I, I, I wasn't at the event, but um, I saw pictures of it on Twitter um, the other day. I've been in a police car. Does that count? I've been in, well, I've been in a police car. <laughs> <laughs> Razor? I love how Lupton can just hide in a ditch and run up to the gyrocopter. I mean, that's what, good 200 Look, yards? I know, literally. Run up. <laughs> 200 yards, about a metre away from the... Is put this the square... Jump where... in, put his helmet on, get do all these checks, and then before anyone actually realises that, he's nicking. He's nicking me plane. <laughs> Be close well, that's it. Well, he's... Well, he's, um, he's getting away now because there's nothing else that can fly that's going to catch nope. him. Yeah, of course. Do we have no hint of that in Invasion of the Dinosaurs, though, did we? That it can fly. Mind you, given the special effects, we've got no hint that it can fly. (laughs) No, no, no. I think you'll find CSO or Chroma Key, as it's known in the rest of the world, outside of the BBC. It can do anything. (laughs) 
Oh, no. I bless Katie Barry Manning next. says that every time, doesn't she? Or uh-huh. CSO, as it's there, there is. Doctor, we're flying. Mm. Well, of course we're flying. <laughs> well, why doesn't this work? Is it because it's been keyed in against yellow rather than blue? And I think it's videotape against film, which never works well anyway. But how did they get the footage of like someone's filming in the air there? Yeah, so I I get I wonder if they filmed something from the gyrocopter while it was up in the air, attach oh. a camera to it, you've got the right right area, or else it's stock footage that's probably about right. The travel is right. The special effects it's... don't really work. Kapoor is so cool behind the wheel. I'll just believe it anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if Liz Sladen tells you you're flying, you're definitely flying. Exactly. So yeah, that's I mean, because they've work. got the footage of the gyrocopter, the something must have been filming. Yeah, Fraser, you know, that been next to him, now. So. I think you could play the uh, you could play the policeman. You've got that proper deadpan voice, you know. <laughs> I'm just going home. I don't feel well. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> See, the chase has got comedy, if nothing else. <laughs> it, He's running yeah. out of fuel. It has got a bit of character to it, but think back to Invasion of the Dinosaurs side that we did, where the Doctor's on the run. Yep. And that chase has got a lot of suspense. I don't think this has got a lot of suspense to no, it. No, no, no. It is, like you said, it's a relay race from one vehicle to the next vehicle. Do you know what? Props to Barry, that's for trying, though. I know yeah, some oh God. Work, <laughs> but how he pioneered CSI, it's how we make TV now, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a remarkably more sophisticated way of doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Oh, I love these shots now as we go down on the bank. I love Lupton running around with his like tweed jacket and his mm-hmm. <laughs> neck jumper on. But look at how he looks. He looks like a desperate man and a bit dangerous, doesn't Absolutely. he? Absolutely. And he's and he slips over. And I like the fact they keep it in. Yes. <clears throat> It's like hands of a blunt pen knife, you know, all the mistakes go in. <laughs> Warts and all. <laughs> it's a nice it's a nice shot with the with the sort of rotting boat and the bits of wood and all of that. It's lovely. And oh it's Terry Walsh. Hooray! <laughs> They're all Is here. Stunts coming up. I don't know. <clears throat> Is someone gonna fall in the water? And this is nice because the guy on the on the hovercraft is the guy who owned it. But he's not an actor. So they, he? He no, no, you could tell. Mm-hmm. Look out! <laughs> oh no, Terry's in the water. <laughs> he didn't even punch him; he just pushed him in. Uh-huh. Mr. Hopkins <laughs> has been zapped. Oh no! Where is this? This looks like um, Gloucestershire. Ah, oh, okay. It's the River Seven, apparently. Oh, it looks miserable in that water. It does. But there's some. There's a lovely, um, a lovely thing that they found some news oh, footage fallen in the water from twice. the recording of this, and he's fallen in again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless him, <laughs> poor Terry Walsh. Never mind him; he'll be fine. Nicky's overcraft. I think someone's <laughs> done a supercut of Terry Walsh and Pat Gorman dying and falling over. <laughs> oh, I hope so. <clears throat> I hope it's out there. Swim, Terry. Swim after your boat. That's right, because Terry will be doubling for Pertwee shortly. So. I'm not sure, Fraser, you know, I think this might be the single most amount of location work in an episode to this point. You reckon? Yeah, but usually I mean, they had about... an episode, isn't it? They had about five minutes usually, didn't they? And there's... Oh, I, think it I, think, might... I think the thing is, is like all the location is doing one thing. 
you know, whereas you think sometimes it's you're going to spread it out across maybe a couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. You're going to have, I mean, obviously we've had the train station and um, like Mike and uh, Sarah Jane in the car, and then we've got the chase scene. Yeah. But cool. then again, we're not going to get a lot of location filming no. after this episode oh. at all. They're basically no, no. using the, the budget from the yeah, story. This is it. This is you've got four episodes in the studio after this, so it's kind of like we'll do all of this and we'll chuck it all of this. So that's maybe why it feels like this is the most, is because we're we're watching sort of ten minutes straight of it. Mm-hmm. And I do think attempts are made unsuccessfully to suggest that Metabilia's free is outside, you know, those sequences. Metabolus. Thank you. Um but do you guys think then perhaps that some of this location work should have been saved for those scenes? No, because looking at the dreary weather, it would have been awful. <laughs> <laughs> why would you swap Metabilis Free for for um a tramp being run over by a hovercraft? Who's the tramp against Stuart Fell? Stuart Fell. They're all in this one, aren't they? They are. Yeah. Here's a question then. Should this be Pig Bin Josh? Oh yes. Mar? <laughs> we're ticking off the era yes that would have been i think that would have been so good if they just brought that one <laughs> what? What? Look, look at his comedy look to camera mm-hmm. it's very hannah barbera isn't it oh, Pert, so Simpson is, is gonna go for it and giving us some chase music and keeping it moving you know what i don't care poe looks so cool even though he's soaked to the bone yeah, the water's frothing around him. He's going at a hell of a lick. I mean, he owned the show, didn't he? Oh, he did. It was oh, he, he remade Doctor Who in his own image. And God, there are great. a generation of fans, and I know it, it sounds difficult to believe now, that didn't take to Tom Baker because he wasn't John Pertwee. Yeah, well, fan, fans didn't like the new Doctor. <laughs> I know. What are the that? <gasps> Where's Lupton gone? Do you think Terence should have come with that with a line of like, you know, he couldn't before because dot dot dot. No, no. Sometimes you don't think of things that you can do until the moment is there, do you? You know, we've all had moments where you think, well, if I'd thought of that earlier, then I could have done this, couldn't I? But. I think it's, oh. it's just, I mean, obviously, yes, he could have done that. It's like you could have flown the, the ring into Mount Doom on the back of Eagles, but it's not, you know, the best way of doing it. It's kind of like you're a, your last resort, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Gonna, yeah, because what happens is obviously in episode three, he has to have a lie down because of the knackered now, him and the spider are knackered because they've had to, you know, magically teleport from the thing. The best thing would have just been to escape and then they would have all their magic spider powers still. But now we need a little snooze. Well, then I started with a question. I shall end with a question. Is that the best episode of Planet of the Spiders? I, I think the six best. might might edge it. Yeah, I think it's the best episode with a chase in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, it, I think you're it, right, so I think six is... It's, it's not a bad episode, though. No, Jesus Christ, no. I mean, if all Doctor episodes were that fun, we'd be in good shape, wouldn't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But is there a reason why we pushed away from this, you know, in Tom Baker's first season? 
Yes, because it's been done. Everything has been done with Unit and an Earthbound set of stories. They've done five years of this, and you've got to change, and you've got to keep moving, and you've got to keep moving on. It, uh, we all say it's a show that never stays the same, and that's what makes the show something that we come back to because each era does something different. So, you know, it's like season five, most of it is bases under siege. So what do you do the next year? Something different. You open the stories out a bit and go into space and you do do this. Or so so here, they haven't done a lot of space opera. Well, they've done a bit of space opera, but they haven't done lots of stories set on alien planets in a row and things like that and old monsters. So we're gonna do that big time and then we're gonna do some something horrific and, and things like that. You've got to keep moving. I, th- I think the reason is also because um, this isn't just John Pertwee leaving. This is Terence Sticks and Barry Litt leaving. And, you know, it's not just Tom Baker coming in. It's Philip Hinchcliffe and Bob Holmes coming in. And for all that, the the star of the show has changed behind the scenes. We now have two guys who want to tell different stories. Yeah. Well, they do go back to the unit well three times, Terror of the Zygons, Android Invasion, and Caesar Doom. But you don't get you know, long protracted. The only time I think you get uh, protracted action sequences on location like this is when Barry Letts comes back for the Android invasion. And those are those really unit stories, though, because I'd uh, say Terror of the Zygons is definitely is. Terror of the Zygons definitely is, but let's not forget that is technically a season 12 story, which yeah. is mm-hmm. handed over from that's very true. Letts and Dicks, you know, the start off with a unit story and they would have ended with one if. If production had went that way, you know, Android Invasion is um, is a bit of a is it's Unity, but it's not actually Unity. You look at um, Seeds of Death, and that is also um, it's not got Unit, and it's got the Air Force, so there's no actual Unit in that. The way it's, it's, no, it's, 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 got Major Beres- it's got Major Beresford, oh, hasn't yeah, it? And yes, sorry, but it does feel sort of like a perfunctory end. That's it for you, yeah, yeah. But that wasn't the original end of season 13. The original end was a big unit story, The Hand of Fear. Yeah, of course. And they were trying to get Courtney back as well, weren't they? Yeah, and they they considered mm-hmm. killing him off. Gosh almighty. <laughs> well, fellas, that was a, a fun chase through the English It was. Side. Uh, but now we are going... Well, uh, it's shocking, but we're going to go back to the plot what no there's, there's no plot going on there's not although if, if there is a plot going on i'll probably go on for a couple of episodes yet or actually goes anywhere well let's see what it's got to offer shall we okay 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 boom okay <laughs> <there. laughs> 